Hello, and welcome to Single Mom MD, the podcast meant for women physicians that are single moms. We all need a little extra help at some time in our lives, but this specific group of us needs just a little bit more. So we are banding together in a new community to help single moms, both MDs and DOs, help get the support they need when they need it. This podcast is for all single moms who are physicians and need just a little bit of help, support, or community. I'm Dr. Gail Clifford, and I am here to help single mom physicians have an easier time of it than I did. Join us. When you think of additional topics you'd like covered on this podcast, contact me via social media at SingleMomMD. All of you that have worked with me or met me know that when I take care of patients, I'm always considering their physical, mental, emotional, financial, and spiritual health. And we take care of all five of those things for each patient. So it got me thinking, why aren't we doing that for ourselves? So in this episode of the Single Mom MD podcast, let's talk about maintaining our emotional health. Because if we stay balanced, we're better not only for ourselves and our children, but for our patient. When I am about to walk into a room at the hospital with a patient, I stop and I do what I call the 3B check, the brain, belly, and bladder. In my brain, am I clear enough to be present for this patient to do what they need me to do to take care of them? My belly, is it full enough that it's not going to be grumbling, which could be embarrassing, but more important, make sure that I'm checking in and that I'm not starving or have other bodily needs that are going to interfere with my attention. And finally, my bladder. If it's too full, it's going to be uncomfortable. And you know, those are the times that the patients want to speak the most. So take the time to use the bathroom regularly, and that helps take care of the physical needs before you walk in and are physically present with the patient. And as we all know, the emotional toll that patients can take on us as we not only care for their physical medical needs, but their emotional needs and the social situation that they're in. So one of the best things that I've learned and one of the reasons I started this community is to build a support network. Having a group of supportive colleagues, friends, and family really does help you cope with the stresses of being a physician and of being a single parent. If it works for you and you're in the right community, consider joining a professional organization or a support group for physicians. But alternatively, go ahead and join a group for moms. And if you have a group of single moms, that much better. You can lean on each other, not only for the emotional support, but for physical things. Most of us, especially just out of residency, don't have the money to afford a full-time housekeeper, but maybe a group of you can band together and share one. So maybe you only need somebody every other week and somebody else is about the same or every week. You can utilize the right person, housekeeper, cleaning lady, gardener, even babysitters to maintain your household and keep things clean and organized. I usually used a housekeeper for the deeper cleans. And my husband would laugh at me because um, he always said I cleaned for the housekeeper. And it really wasn't that. It's that if I didn't have things organized and picked up, she would put them in the wrong place. 
So then I would have to go searching for things. So my goal was to have the house picked up, not cleaned before the housekeeper came over. A nurse was actually the one who talked to me about sharing babysitting duties. And rather than hiring a babysitter, which can cost 10 and $20 an hour these days, um, which makes it unaffordable for most of us to go out, um, she and a group of her friends got together and took turns taking care of the kids. So one day it might be my turn. And then another day when I wanted to go out, it would be your turn. And you wouldn't normally want to have more than four or five kids at a time, but that's completely negotiable, right? If it helps you get out and get some peace and quiet, then it's a great way to uh, maintain your emotional health. The next thing that I think is really important is prioritizing self-care. I know this sounds selfish, especially to people that are Gen X or baby boomer, but I think the millennials are getting this right. Understanding that it's essential to take care of your physical and emotional needs makes a big difference because like their line example, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first. If you get enough sleep and you exercise regularly and you eat healthy foods and you engage in activities that you enjoy, you are going to have better emotional health and be more fully present for those around you. Because if you're anything like me, if you're taking care of yourself, you're going to have an easier time taking care of others. This also leads to practicing mindfulness. You can do whatever mindfulness technique you like. If you enjoy meditation, great. Deep breathing, critical. Yoga, wonderful. I am the least flexible person I know that has done yoga for 30 years now. All of these things can help you manage stress and improve your emotional well-being. The other thing is to don't be shy and don't be coy and don't be concerned about seeking therapy for yourself. Seeing a therapist or a counselor can be very beneficial, not only for women physicians, but single moms. You've got a double whammy. You're dealing with high levels of stress and a high risk for burnout and even suicide. So seeking a therapist or a cognitive behavioral uh, therapy counselor can really help make a difference. One thing that I've been notoriously bad at through my career and I'm working on even now is setting boundaries. It's important to set boundaries and say no when you need to. This can mean limiting your work hours, which we all know can limit your salary, taking breaks when you need them, which is really rare. Even though we think it's going to interfere with our patient care, it's really rare for it to actually affect it and not taking on more than you can handle. Now, I know those of you who just heard not taking on more than you can handle probably either snorted or laughed or made some funny noise because by definition, moms already do that, right? And physicians already do that, especially women physicians who want to be everything to everybody. But making sure that you say no to things that don't matter to you, to tasks that you really don't want to take on is critical. Finally, take time off. Make sure you take the time to rest and recharge. This could be a vacation of a week or two, or it could be a day off to relax and do something you enjoy. But you can also find this just in an hour or an afternoon. I'll never forget my first months of private practice. I ended up with a couple hours at the end of a day that was totally unexpected. And my husband was home taking care of the baby. So we could have done something, except we kind of looked at each other and we didn't know what to do. So we ended up working at the house. That's kind of crazy, right? So do yourself a favor and make a list now. 
make a list of things that you really love to do and something that would just take an hour. So you could do it over a lunch break if you actually get one. An afternoon, so a half day event or an evening event. And then something that you would want to do for a day. Brainstorm five or 20 things, right? And then a weekend. When the kids are a little older, get them used to uh, looking at maps. Use a drawing compass and outline, say, up to 200 miles. Draw a circle, 200 miles from where you live. And tell them they can choose anywhere within those 200 miles. And go for a day drive. It's a bit of a hike, but it's not too far. And when it's your turn to choose, you can do someplace with less driving. But let them choose and plan where to go. And you'll just go for a meal or an activity, and you'll find things that are a lot of fun. So remember, prioritizing your emotional health is crucial for your overall well-being and success, not only as a physician and as a mom, but as an individual. We want you to stay as healthy as possible as long as possible. And maintaining your emotional health is key to doing that. If you'd like to become part of the Single Mom MD community, click on the link below to join us for regular engagement and personalize attention to your specific questions. We look forward to welcoming you.